Welcome to Mile High Magazine with your hosts, Adam Morgan, Murphy Houston, and Melissa Moore. Mile High Magazine takes a look at the issues and people shaping Colorado, presented by the Public Affairs Department of Bonneville, Denver. Now, here's your host, Melissa Moore. Hi, it's Melissa Moore, and thank you for being here with me on this Sunday morning for Mile High Magazine, and excited to get into it today and talk about the Hope Online Learning Academy, and with me is the CEO, Heather O'Mara, and the Hope Executive Director of Community Outreach, Melanie Stone. Good morning. Good morning. So tell me a little bit, I I don't know who wants to start, exactly what is the Hope Online Learning Academy? HOPE is a blended learning charter school that serves students across the state of Colorado. We partner with community-based nonprofits to really offer a safe, supportive environment for students to go to school. And so our students use online curriculum and offline curriculum, but they have an opportunity to be successful with other kids like them. That's wonderful. Is this an actual building or is this all done online? How does this work? It's an actual building. So kids physically go to a location following the hours of a normal school day, but they get to work with online curriculum as well as regular face-to-face instruction, normal curriculum, but in a really safe, supportive environment in a small environment. Our average learning center only has about 70 students. And how many of these locations are there? We have 23 locations in Colorado. Most of them are along the Front Range. Okay. And we serve about 2,000 students in grades K through 12. And who are the students that benefit the most from the Hope Online Learning Academy? I think there's there's all kinds of students. I think the best student that ben- the students that benefit the most from Hope are students that want to be successful. They haven't been tr- successful in a regular classroom. They need more one-on-one attention. They may, English may not be their first language. They may be a high school student who is behind in credits and needs to have focus or kids that may have been bullied. How do you get the word out there to families, to kids who are in need of this, that, hey, we're here, we're here to help you? It's honestly, it's mainly word of mouth. I think what we find the best, what is really the best reference are students that are successful. They tell their friends why hope has worked for them why they found a safe place, why parents feel happy, why parents feel supported, why parents feel like somebody's communicating with them daily about what's happening to their kids. And a lot of times I think when people think of an online school or a blended learning school, they understand why it could work for high school students. Mm -hmm. But how would it work for kindergartners or elementary kids? I was just wondering the same thing. That is very hands-on, at least from what I remember from that age. And I think we have that. But I think kids these days, everyone wants to have access to a computer. That's the way people learn. And the best thing is that we have kids that come in at all different levels. And the benefit of online curriculum is that you can be ahead and work at your grade level and not be held back by other students in your class that might be behind. But if you're behind, you have an opportunity to catch up. And I think parents really like that Mm -hmm. because they can monitor how their kids are doing and know that their kids are learning where they need to be. What about for kids with IEPs, with learning disabilities? How does HOPE work with that? We support all kids. We're a public school in the state of Colorado. So we, and what we find, especially with some kids that have like ADHD or autism is they can focus. They're not distra- is distracted by everything around them. Mm-hmm. And because all the classes are small and all the groups are small, they're really not pulled out differently. They're okay. just grouped with other students like them. And that we hear that they are successful because they're in a classroom with 15 kids, not 30 kids. Mm-hmm. And the whole school, the whole learning center environment only has about 75 to 100 students, so they can't get lost. Somebody sees them in the morning and sees them in the afternoon. They're with the same person. 
And that sounds wonderful. And I think for a lot of people, they're going to say, hey, I think I have a kid that would, you know, really benefit from that kind of a situation. You said a big word here uh, that you're a public school. That was the other part yes. I wanted to touch on is where does the funding come from? Well, we're a public charter school. So we get we're a Douglas County charter school. Even though we have locations across Colorado, we're authorized by the state of Colorado as what's called the multi-district online program. The funding flows from the state, just like a regular school, mm-hmm. to Douglas County School District to hope so we can support our kids just like any other public school. And I know for a lot of the charter schools, there tends to be a board of directors or there's what kind of government functioning, what kind of overseeing do you guys have at Hope? Well, as a charter school, we have a separate governing board that's made up of community members and business leaders, um, experts in education and experts in business. That's our that's our my direct boss, our governing board. Mm -hmm. And then we report and are accountable to the Douglas County School District Board. So Douglas County School District has a charter office that oversees all Douglas County charter schools and the Douglas County School Board, of course. Okay. And that's and that was my other question. So kids that come to you, uh, let's say, with an IEP. So because you're, you're a public school and you're getting funded through the state, through the county, then you've got to follow that IEP, yes. correct? Yes. We, we actually we have a team of special educators that are actually Douglas County employees that support all of our students at our learning centers and meet all the needs of their IEP, update their IEPs. And we actually, again, we find we have the same percentage of IEP students as an average Douglas County school. We're at about 12, 10 to 12%, depending on the grade level, of students that qualify for an IEP. And we provide all those services for them. And for folks that are just joining us, and they're like, hold on a minute, what's an IEP? Let's oh. explain really quick, because I know that's kind of code. Uh, it's an individualized education plan. Am I correct? Yes. And it's for kids who need extra help. Yes. And a lot of times when people think of an IEP or an individual education plan, they think of kids that are behind and have learning disabilities. Students have an IEP for learning disabilities. Students have IEPs for certain anxiety disorders. Mm -hmm. Um, Students will have IEPs if they're called twice exceptional where they're gifted, Mm -hmm. but they may have some processing issues. So we can support all of those students. And that, again, is one of the advantages of blended learning because you can use online curriculum as well as traditional face-to-face instruction. So you can meet kids' learning styles. So tell me a little bit about both of your backgrounds. How did you get involved with HOPE? I started HOPE in 2004. Oh, and I started okay. and I really I started it because I had worked in an online education environment from a university perspective um, for the Jones family of companies started to understand and work with some clients at Jones that had that offered online education to high school students and really got to hear the stories of students who weren't successful in a traditional environment but they would take one online class and they would excel and so that that That's, brought this that start, that really started that vision but how okay. could we do it because when i think of students that are high risk or students that are have ieps i think that learning online sometimes people think that can be isolating so i feel like our most important students or highest risk students need to be at a location to get support mm-hmm. and they can do that at a learning center i also think that it's critical that community become involved in education mm-hmm. and at the time we started hope it's when manual high school closed and it's when people were saying the community wanted to do, have some kind of involvement. They wanted to right. be able to contribute. And so our partnership with community nonprofits really marries the traditional education environment with communities that want to give back. Mm-hmm. They Our learning center partners know their neighborhoods better than I ever could. Mm-hmm. And they know what their neighborhoods need. They know what their kids and family needs. And they can actually refer other resources 
because they're part of that community and that network. And they really know what's needed there. They know specifically. What's, I think they know specifically what's needed. I yeah. also think that the families are really comfortable coming to them and telling them what they need because they're part of that community. Right. They're not seen as an outsider that's coming in or somebody that doesn't understand their situation. Well, and I think this is a great natural place to start talking about the big fundraiser you have coming up on March 7th. Tell me a little bit about that. Well, this is our first inaugural fundraiser, oh, okay. but I'm going to let Melanie handle that one because okay. this was really part of her brainchild. And how do we do this with her, with she and our board had this idea that how do we give back? How do we create an opportunity for us to give back more to mm-hmm. our kids? It okay. actually all started when we talked with our learning centers. Um, they said that what $10,000 of funding could change their lives in the learning centers. And so we took it from the, there. We said, well, what do you need and what do you want? And, and some said playgrounds and some said we want to give our mentors a little bit more money or we want to take field trips and paint the building and make get some carpet. And so we said, hey, let's do this fundraiser. Let's. It's time. We've been in around for years and years and it's time to do our first fundraiser. Your so, first fundraiser. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. So it's um, March 7th. Uh-huh. Yeah, we, we're we calling it Celebrate Hope. Um, we re- goes from 7 to 9 p.m. and we're holding it at The Grid, which is at 445 Broadway. Um, it's a collaborative workspace. It's really this urban kind of feel and it's going to be really fun. We, we've got Lucas Liquors has donated um, alcohol as well as the Denver Beer Company. We've got some authentic Mexican food made by one of our parents that's coming in. Um, we've got a silent auction and donors from all over the state. So we're really excited about our first event. I'm excited for you. And I'm sure you've got kind of a, maybe a hope is the right word and a goal in mind financially. What are you wanting to make out of it? I mean, I think our our hope, honestly, <laughs> yeah. would be we could raise $10,000 per learning center, which would be $230,000. That's a lot. Because and we, I don't, I mean, honestly, I don't think we're going to make it this year, but when we talked to our learning centers and we said, what could be life transforming? Mm-hmm. I started thinking about the elementary school my kids went to and we would run a fundraiser just to, like selling cookie dough right. to our families and we would make $50,000 easily. Yeah. And you don't have the, our families don't have the opportunity to do that. So we thought, what can we do that can be mm-hmm. life changing? And can we give every learning center an opportunity to do something that can make a difference in their kids' lives, whether it's funding a field trip to go someplace that some some of our kids go to all the time and don't think it's special or it's having new playground equipment or just even a new ball. Uh And let's figure out what we can do. We're going to learn from this. We're excited about the opportunity. We're excited about all the different vendors and community members who've come in to give back. And it's a way to get started. I think it's wonderful. And I think we put it out there that you're going to make that much money, you know, put out those positive vibes. Uh, Melanie, how do you get tickets or how does this how does this all work? There's a link on our website um, at www.hopecoop.org. We are selling through Eventbrite. So you can also go to Eventbrite and get it. We, We are also selling it on Colorado Gives Day. So we can you can link up there and get tickets there. They're $50 each. Okay. Uh, right now we sold just under 100 tickets. So we've got about 150 left to go. So we're getting closer to our final number. And the big event is coming up on March 7th. Correct. All right. Well, tell me also a little bit about the Hope Online Learning Academy and the fact that you've got activities, you've got athletic programs. That surprised me a little bit. Well, I think that surprised a lot of people. I think when they hear Hope Online, again, you think of students sitting at home behind a computer. Right. And the concept of Hope is, again, how do we get community involved? How do we make sure students and parents are engaged? And so we that was part of the community-based learning center. But honestly, the activities and athletic program was a brainchild of Melanie. Mm. And Melanie talking to me back about 10 years ago 
about the importance of sports in her school and why that kept her engaged. So, Molly, talk about how much <laughs> it's grown since that first basketball team. Yes, we started about, boy, it's been about 10 years now that we've started um, sports at Hope Online. And you know what? It was really listening to the students saying, we want to be normal. We want to be like we're in a normal school. There's nothing different. We want to play sports. We want to represent Hope. And so we started off with high school, and we started playing in, in a few leagues here and there. And we we finally figured out that in order for us to play in sports against other schools, we had to create our own league. So we have a league called All City Earn League, and it has 18 alternative schools around Colorado. Anybody's welcome to play if they're in high school. Um, we'd rather have the kids playing in our in our gyms than, you know, out on the streets on right. a Friday night. Um, so it's grown. We we have uh, on Tuesday next week, we have a Court of Dreams. We're the largest charter school that hosts uh, a tournament at the Pepsi Center. So we'll all be there playing on the Pepsi Center floor. The, the Nuggets and the teams come out and watch the kids play, and, and then they get to go to the Nuggets game afterwards. Um, so, But then we've also expanded it because we said, you know, it's not just for high school. We've got all these other, you know, middle schools and elementary schools that want to take part. And so our middle and elementary schools play intramural. So it's like Hope Learning okay. Centers against Hope Learning Centers. So that we, you know, now that our kids are playing as elementary school, which we're one of very few people that offer an elementary sports program in the state say, of Colorado. Yeah, sports yeah. programs in middle school and all across the board have been cut a lot. So yep. that's cool to yep. hear. And I, we keep it as low as possible. The prices are really, you know, the uniforms are sm- inexpensive. We try to keep it. And a lot of times these kids, they haven't played a lot of organized sports before. So last night at our elementary games, we had over 500 parents from the community come out to these games, cheering on their kids who've never played basketball in their lives before. Right. And just having a great time. Well, and I think the lessons that you learn just about life and being part of a team and being in sports, I mean, that's got to be a huge, just a, a huge benefit to having it as well. And I think that's that's the goal of hope is to give our students every opportunity, mm-hmm. every opportunity that all kids have, no matter what neighborhood or community they're from, no matter what their parents ability is. Right. So offering elementary, middle school and high school activities. And we focused on sports, but we have an art program. We have an art show. We have a talent show. And really, a lot of the way we've developed the programs is based on the feedback from students. What do they mm-hmm. want? What is going to keep them engaged What's going to keep them in school? Right. Understanding academics is first because we're a school, but we need to support the whole child. All of those things, the kids that are into art, into sports, and it also exposes them mm-hmm. to so many different avenues, which I think just makes a better, well-rounded child. Well, our kids deserve the best. Yeah. It's our job to give them the best, and that's why we're hosting this fundraiser so we could give them more. You just joined me. We're talking with Hope founder and CEO Heather O'Mara and also Hope Executive Director of Community Outreach, Melanie Stone. It is the Hope Online Learning Academy, the big fundraiser, the first ever fundraiser is coming up on March 7th. And once again, to get tickets, uh, what do they do, Melanie? Just go to our website at hopeonline.org or they can visit Eventbrite and get a ticket. Okay, great. And for parents that are hearing about Hope maybe for the first time and they feel like, man, that may be a great fit for my kid. uh, How do they get signed up? What is the first thing, I guess, that they need to do? I think the first thing, honestly, I think whether it's the tickets or to enroll in Hope is to go to our website, www.hopeonline.org, O-R-G, or call our office, 720-402-3000. And we can direct a parent to a learning center um, so they can visit Mm -hmm. and understand our community. Yep.
I think that's wonderful. Well, thank you both so much for being here. Best of luck in the fundraiser. I can't wait to hear how it went. We'll call you when we make $250,000. Thank you. I'm counting on it. All right. I'm Melissa Moore. It is Mile High Magazine. Thanks for spending your Sunday morning with me.